So how are you today, man? Good. Thanks for setting this up. I love the fire. Yeah. <laughs> the smokeless pit. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I saw your, uh, I saw your movie uh, come out in Halloween. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. And I saw you repost the trip. Yeah. I want to talk about trip again. I know we did that in the first <laughs> video, but you know I'm a fan, right? Yeah. I think I've seen, I don't know, trip like a dozen or two times. Yeah, probably most. You know, you're yeah. probably up there with like most viewings. Of yeah, it, you know? if you look at who views it the most, if you could break it down, <laughs> yeah. probably the same IP address number. Yeah. Yeah, no. So your your Halloween movie, you teased it on on TikTok, and by the way, congratulations that you've got 1.4. I just looked just right now, 1.4 million yeah. followers on TikTok, and I think I looked a couple weeks ago, it was 1.3. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it's growing really fast. Really fast. Boy, when did you hit the tipping point on that? Um, how to get a girl with a party at a party. That was it. That was it. That was it was the <laughs> that was the moment. <laughs> yeah. In five hours, it got 2.2 million views. Oh, okay. One of my favorite things to do is to post a TikTok, take a nap, and then wake up to all these views. Right. And that was like the most. <laughs> In five hours, two point two. Yeah, that was dude. funny. Yeah, I still think some of my favorite of your TikToks are "I touch the wall." Yeah, I mean that obviously was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've always wanted to duet that with you. <laughs> I love that. It's one of my favorites. And uh, the Elf song. I think yeah. Classic. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But some of your most views on TikTok have come from like just hugging your brother. I know. Like some like eight million views. October, dude. What was that about? Like. You hug them and give you these little little handbags. You're the whole family. Like, hey, yeah. Some of those are four yeah. seconds long. They're really really funny. Dude, I went viral doing that with all four of my siblings. Right. In, in October. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's crazy, and you know my mom's birthday is coming up soon. Dad's is in January, so you have to have you some know, fun here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's um, what I think. Like when you watch your TikToks, it's just you kind of having fun being you. Right. You're not putting on like massive production. You're yeah. just being super silly, mm -hmm. which is kind of who you are. No doubt. I love that. But then on, on Halloween, you release this really awesome four and a half minute little horror flick. Yeah. And it was just you. And it was your first horror flick you've ever done, right? At all, yeah. I mean, you've done drama, you've done comedy, but you've never done horror. Yeah. So tell me about it. How did you come up with the idea of the harmonica? So, um, every year, Octobers have been increasing for me. Okay. Uh, for the past, like, three. That was that mean? Increasing. That means, so, the first year, I watched probably, like, 12 horror films that I had never seen. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> oh, dude. You mean, like, three years ago? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You, so, you had worn into the horror genre. Right? Must have been, oh, man, it must have been, like, right after Chicago. So, but yeah, no, okay. I, I wasn't familiar with the best of the best of the genre. Okay, so give me the, what's the best of the best of the genre? The Thing. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I consider The Babadook to be one of them. Uh, the Witch, uh, Rosemary's Baby. Right. I just hadn't... Um, Never worked your way through those classics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to kind of study those, Nightmare on Elm Street and... What is it? You said to study them. To study them, so yeah. So you, you watch them for pleasure, but to study them too. Absolutely. Oh, wow. To study the genre. I think it's not each film individually. It's like, what can you do in the genre? Interesting. Yeah. Were you kind of constantly thinking about, I need to make a film? 
or did that just kind of come about after the fact? So this last one, I watched The Exorcist, right. and I actually, I haven't watched a movie since October 19th, uh, The Exorcist. Oh, it was the last movie you watched? Yeah. Oh, wow. It just happens to be the last movie I watched. Um, so, I watched it, and just, I had, I had had bits of inspiration leading up to that, and then the Watching that movie confirmed it that I need to make a horror film. Wow! Um, and I bought the book, The Exorcist, and I really haven't even like gotten into it much. And what was it about? What was the for you that that inspiration point that said, "Oh, I'm going to make a movie now after mm-hmm. The Exorcist"? Because it is a classic in the genre, yeah. right? And you sent me a great video about the backstory around it, about the filming yeah. of it, about the curse of the movie, and all this right. really interesting stuff. But from a movie perspective, I mean, this was this was a game changer. It's one of those films that comes along and like the horror genre is never the same after it. Yeah. Right. So what inspired you? Well, it was the harmonica. Um, so the harmonica I got at CCTV, CC Media. I just walked in there and the secretary offered me uh, the uh, a harmonica randomly. And so I'm actually. This goes back to um, a theory that I have of Eden, where I don't necessarily consider the the fruit tree chosen to have any significance. Mm. I think it was just like, hey, don't touch that tree. It's like a father testing his, he's saying, mm. test me. Right. And um, so I, I chose a simple uh, harmonica. I chose a simple inanimate object that would be the same thing. Do not play. Oh, so you get you. the first seed of temptation after that to like, oh. what if I did? And how did that come to you watching The Exorcist? I'm kind of curious, what's the connection? You said you were inspired. Was something in The Exorcist, the movie, something about a harmonic in there? Or, or was it just something kind of just clicked with you and then you connected it to the harmonica? I think it was... The, the demonic part of Exorcist that was um, I believe wholly in that realm right yeah. the spiritual and, uh, realm right absolutely yeah and that movie truly terrifies me right so I think that's where it lies because it's hard for me to get scared by a horror film um, I, I watch the, the new It right um, no offense to the filmmakers, but I'm watching this thinking, I think I'm supposed to be scared or unnerved right now. And you're but like, I'm, I'm fine. But I'm really not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I am fine. <laughs> and um, so I wanted my horror film. I had a friend tell me, man, it was weird. <laughs> yeah. And I go, in an affecting way or like, yeah. in, a, in a, oh, that's just weird way. Yeah. And he goes... Maybe not either of those. Right. You know, it's in this other category, and he couldn't place it. And I was like, yeah. I think that's what I was going for. I wasn't going for, like, gore. I was going for, like, an icky, like, man. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I don't like that. Well, you know, I think you and I were mentioning, I mentioned this to you the other day, but I read a, a quote or something about an author, a book, right? And the, there's a relationship between every reader and every book that's really unique. No one experiences the book the same. Yeah. The same, same as the movie, right? 
no one experiences a movie exactly the same. Right. And you're not necessarily making it for a mass crowd, you're making it for the individual who's going to be touched by it in his or her unique way. And that was my experience of it too. I didn't get all the, uh, the background thought into it until we talked after the fact. Yeah. But once you were kind of explaining to me what went into it, I was like, oh, totally. So you're watching The Exorcist and the demonic part, and you're going, okay, there's, there's a seed here, there's something for me to talk about. And then you go to CCTV at some point before or after watching the movie, and you get a harmonic. Yeah. And you're like, this this is the tree mm-hmm. of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't touch it, don't eat it, don't play it. Mm-hmm. And then what happened from there? So, um, I played the harmonica, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> right. Kind of a side note, I wanted to figure out a horror score mm. solely harmonica. I was like, that would be, uh, it would have to be very intense in order to be affecting to any degree. So, parts, I mean, I have uh, certain takes on my hard drive that are like 10 minutes, and there's several of them of me just uh, tooting around on the harmonica. I'm just figuring out what sounds right. icky to me. Right. And, oh, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so in, in the film, uh, one of the, the background thoughts behind it is that harmonica represents something that you're not supposed to play. Yeah. Don't don't touch it. And so initially, the character says, uh, receives a harmonica on the porch. I looked over here because you filmed it here, right? There. Yeah. <laughs> right over there on the porch. Right. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, so the, the character receives a package, yeah. and the package says, do not play. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of interesting that it was still delivered to the person, right? Right. Like, here's the op- here's something. Yeah. It exists. It's playable. Yeah. Right. It's in perfectly good working condition, but do not play. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then what happens in, in the character? Um, he is in, he is scared by it. Um, it overwhelms him almost immediately when he's walking out of the room and it it plays right. without permission. Yeah. And uh, the next yeah, thing yeah, you know, it's, look, it's, it's going in the trash. <laughs> yeah. <right>. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> so. That right there, I mean, that right there is my struggle with any sin or vice that is the, I mean, it's on it's on film, that is the, um, not definition, but you know what I'm saying. That's so good, it's almost like the things that create vice in us right. have a life of their own, mm. they have their own existence, right? Yeah. And so... While you're doing your own thing, the harmonica plays, the device lives, it calls you. Mm-hmm. And so you try and toss it. Yeah. But it comes back. It does. It does. Stronger. Stronger. Oh, is that strong? Oh, that's the motif. It comes In back. In the window. Stronger. Yeah. 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 It comes back um, here in the backyard and then in the front porch. Um, and I also indicate the doorbell as happening one time in the beginning and then three times. Oh, 
right there. Gotcha. I love that thought. And if yeah. you hadn't pointed out, I wouldn't have picked up on that very, sure. very thoughtful element of it, right? Yeah. So it's coming back saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Well. I also, when I recorded those, I recorded a pound on the door right. and then a dot, 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 like that. And I don't think I ever put it in, but there's still room for a sequel because, yeah. you know, who knows that burning the harmonica in the end really gets rid of it. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think you should do a sequel. That would be amazing. Yeah. Because my, yeah. my notion there is that sin is just something you will have for the rest of your life. Mm. If you fall, if you plant that seed, um, you're never going to be able to really get into the roots and like dig it out until... Uh, until we go home. Until you go home. Yeah, right. Well, that's a great thought. So eventually... The character then does something. I think like I'm picking up on on the, you know, your your motif now. So now he goes into a secret place. He goes into the shed. Yeah, dark, dark, mm-hmm. right? And alone, alone, secluded, alone, secluded yeah. in his own little world. And he's like, "What is this thing?" Mm-hmm. And then he plays it. And he plays it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is that not what happens? Yeah. You know. That's how you start. The, the amount of time that I just spend in my bedroom or uh, or even in my car just like really or I can even be with people yeah, right. and not there you know oh right absolutely kind of get the, the, the harmonica can kind of be calling out to you yeah it doesn't have to be technically secluded you mm-hmm. can be secluded inside even while you're yeah. surrounded by a crowd of people family events you can right. be at a family event and texting somebody I'm not supposed to be texting right you know and it's it's my own thing right uh, I have I picture somebody somebody um, at a table who and they're in regular motion and everybody is in a different speed as right. it, or a different color grade or you know but mm. yeah that's exactly what it's like so I had to depict it I love that, and I love how you depicted it. That scene in the shed is amazing. For sure. It's so, I love it. Yeah. I love the shadows. I love yeah. that nothing's really clear. Yeah. But you know exactly what's going on, right? I love oh, just the lighting. I, yeah. I remember just like walking past it and seeing the light and being like, oh, dude, that is it. I can get a wide, just yeah. like throw it. And, and, and then I experimented with where to stand, too. Right. I, I stood back further and I picked that lighting. I love the silhouette. Yeah, um, that was that was perfect for sure. It was really perfect. Ended up being a great teaser too. Yeah, well, that yeah. was a good teaser. Yeah. I, I love that you released your <laughs> teaser and you hadn't even finished the film yet, right? Yeah, I hadn't finished filming. <laughs> yeah, I I finished the morning of Halloween day, but I wouldn't have had it any other way because I don't know if I mentioned to you, but I meant to. Um, I only filmed when I had inspiration. Right. There, uh, that night... You didn't force it. The I didn't force it at all. The 30th. I'm. It's like 9.15 and I'm like, man, I need to film this thing if I want to release it tomorrow. But you couldn't. I it couldn't. Wasn't there. It wasn't there. I was playing Skyrim at like 3 in the morning and <laughs> podcasting and then it came to me. And it was right there. There it was. And three I got up and filmed it. <laughs> Yeah. That's so good. You put it together and you released it the same day. <laughs> At 5.30 in the morning, a couple oh, hours later. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. So what happens to the character after he plays the harmonica? So he goes to his own secluded place. Um, 
Yeah. He plays it, and nothing immediately happens. Right. This is where I take um, inspiration from the Babadook, and it be kind of um, she becomes uh, possessed in the film. Mm. So my character did, and I experimented. I initially had a shot that was up here, like that, and I bend that. Oh, it might actually be in the film. I think it is actually. Um, but I, I experimented with how to um, play that because I didn't want it to be. I also initially had it like, ah, you know, just yeah. like. Um, You're trying different ways of being. Of being possessed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. But I never wanted. To me, it never meant possessed. Right. It meant. Um, um, I don't even know if oppress is the word. I, right. It's just a part of your life. It's attached. Right. And you're practicing it. Yeah, right. So, um, well said. Well said. Shoving the food into my mouth. Right. I'm not chewing. I'm just like, uh, uh, because that's the sin. It doesn't even have to. I mean, that is also a, a gluttonous right, just sin, but I'm also just, you know, it's just. Sheer um, lack of control. Just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, um, over excessive. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And, and when did it come to the part where it gets exercised? Because there was a little, there was a kind of showing the oppression, possession, yeah. the attachment, all of that. Mm. And then there's that great scene in the bathroom where you vomit this thing up. Yeah. And because everything that you do becomes regurgitation of that sin. Yeah. Um, so good. I notice it in myself. I notice it in other people. Like when there's a... People have a hard time. Sin wants to be found out. That's... Oh, yeah. so lot. Yeah, just like a serial killer um, desires opening that newspaper and knowing that they that they found the scene and like going back into like in their mind they fantasize about them finding that scene and like what took place and, and that's why they, they return to it. And that's kind of the life of sin. Sin yeah. wants sin wants to read about itself in the paper. Yes. So to speak. Yes. Oh wow. Uh, sin, um, you know, if uh, I noticed that with like comedy, a lot of jokes, um, you can find a lot of truth if you if you yeah. take apart Absolutely. jokes. Yeah, you can get to the heart of that person telling Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We we love our comedians, right? Yes. They say things that other people can't say. Yeah. Especially in this weird politically correct world. Mm. The last thing you ever want to shut down is comedians. Yeah. Right. We need to laugh. Yeah. yeah. So then at the, the very end of, of the uh, the movie, you got the regurgitation scene, and the character finds himself um, in front of the candle, and he says, this little light of mine. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of going back, because to me, that's an old, like a song from Sunday school, mm-hmm. from child childhood times with your parents, or... You know, maybe campfire time. It's very to me. It kind of took you back to. To me, it was a being a kid again, kind of being innocent. Yeah. Going back to innocence um, and saying, "This little light of mine," kind of staying near the light, even a small light. Right. Because it's such a simple ask. Yeah. That the Lord uh, requests of us. Oh yeah. It's it's as small as a little candlelight. Yeah. It's uh, ask me into your heart and like. Find some redemption. Find some, um, find some freedom of this sin. Yeah. You know, and and that's where the movie closes. Yes, it ends on that little, this little light of mine. You fade. Yeah. Well, 
That's good, man. <laughs> yeah. That's good. You did a lot in four and a half minutes. I mean, yeah. I looked for stuff like wasted time, and it really yeah. wasn't anything in there. It was very nicely put together. Mm. So if you haven't seen um, the harmonica, please watch it. You'll see it on Colin's YouTube channel, or is it on any other platforms? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, IGTV. Okay. That's my first uh, TV video that I've posted that's you know longer than a minute. So, yeah. Good. And so then that makes me think of trip. Because you just reposted that, right, to YouTube? I did. I got a notification. I thought it was up there before. Was it not? Was it on another platform? Maybe? It was up there. I was not satisfied with the view count. <laughs> oh. It was like 268, and I was like, oh, give me more. And I got more I got more than that in 30 minutes that it was posted. Good. That's why you reposted it. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Because yeah. uh, people don't tend to... When people find you, it's rare that they're going to go all the way down. Go back and, and look at some of yeah. your work. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And, and I noticed I get notifications when you post new stuff. And I was like, well, I thought this was out there, but I ended up watching it again. Mm. I'll have to confess, uh, I was driving the first time I saw it again. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> doing this. Yeah. I had this camera sideways on the dashboard. I'm like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Okay, so let's talk about Trip. I know about a year ago we had our first interview, and I think Trip was a big part of our conversation at the Salem Roundtable. Yes. But I'd really like to visit this again because every time I watch the movie, I'm thinking about more thoughts. And I want to say again, I really love the intro shot for some reason. Yeah. The guy doing the dishes. Uh, what's his character's name? Um, I don't remember. Whatever his name, but yeah. yeah. I love the camera angle there. It's just on him doing dishes. And you've got this activity in the background that just seems to work for me. I don't know why. Like, I really like it. Yeah. And I love the mom as an actor. Yeah. She really just carries it. Like, She's really my teacher. Well. Yeah, you're saying that. I didn't yeah. know that's up to the fact. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. missed that scene. I was like, oh, no wonder. Yeah. She's an acting teacher, right? Yeah. And she does the... Stage. Right. She taught stage. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's actually... She's a little bit... Stagey. Okay. In the, in the so performance. So you feel that a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a different kind of acting, right? Yeah. Stage versus camera. Gotcha. But she articulates really well, and I yes. think she sets up the character for you. Yeah. Because they have a conversation about parole, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of get, without getting the background, you get the background. Yeah. This kid's been in trouble. Mom's really worried about him. You know, is he going to report to his PO? Yeah. All these things, right? Her focus is also on the other child, you know? She has to go around the corner, like, attend to her mm -hmm. and leave Dylan. It is Dylan to yeah, the dishes. And, um, yeah, uh, the, the sister coming in just happened one take. Right. And we said, hold on, before you leave, can you actually do that again? Right, yeah. And just say, hey, mom, and yeah. then, you know, you can leave. Um, <laughs> did that perfect when that works out? Like, dude. Like, hey, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then, I know it sounds really stupid, but. I feel like we've talked about this before, but also it really hit me that the movie Trip is about the trip they both take to the parking lot, mm -hmm. essentially. It's about their exactly. journey. It includes something exactly. about their history, but something about where this ends. Yeah. And they take kind of different paths. You kind of record them getting there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and also, he's buying mushrooms. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, buying mushrooms. Yeah. So that would be also um, where... You know the psychedelic meaning comes from, oh, but yes, right. it is um, about that journey because uh, Dylan is driving and then the dealer walks, and it actually right. it stays on him for most of the journey. Right. 
because it ends up being about him. Mm. Um, and, and what is his trick? So, can you identify the point in the conversation in which he switches over to now I'm going to make this decision when you watch it? Okay, I think it's because you may have coached me on it and I've watched it. Sure. I think it's when he says, oh, damn, twice. Yeah. And I think the second time he sees the money. Yeah. And that was like, watching it again, you know, I've talked about this movie a lot. Damn. Right? And then he starts letting Dylan talk. <laughs> he starts letting Dylan talk. And they feel like they're in this really cool conversation. Yeah. And they're talking about life. They're talking about meaning. Yeah. They're talking about purpose. Getting encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> right. Things that friends would talk about. Yeah. And for some reason, getting the few bucks in his wallet, like, is more important than that friendship. And it's always such an interesting take on human nature. People, I mean, they're friends. They're obviously right. Yes. They're talking. It's yeah. encouragement. And the next thing you know, the camera pulls away, and you see the flash. Mm-hmm. Like, like the first time I saw the movie, I did not expect that. Like I had no idea where this was going. I was like, and then he just very coldly puts the piece away. The money he walks yeah. out. Yeah. And the movie ends with the people coming through the parking lot. Yeah. The movie ends as cold as he is. Yeah. Perfectly said. Yeah. What inspired this this movie? I remember. I remember Joe's. Um, we were a class of five, and there were a bunch. There were like eleven films being made, and so my group of five had to pick a director, producer, screenwriter, right. whatever. So, um, and Joe had this script, and the one that he submitted was a lot better than the one that I submitted. But when I read his script, I didn't like it. And it was trip. I didn't like it at all. I read it and I was like, what the hell is this? But he... He... um, There were a couple movies he recommended and a couple of those I had already seen. So there we were able to like really... Like, oh, that's the tone you're trying to go for. Now I can see it in the writing. So then, I think together we ended up watching those movies that I hadn't, and there were quite a few of them, like Drive, right? Um, Only God Forgives, Nicholas Reffin type stuff. Drive, Drive. Now I see it. Drive, Drive. Yeah. Is, oh, the moment, the <laughs> yeah. moment when you see his violent side, you're like, yeah. What? Like, in the <laughs> elevator. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm getting the now I'm getting the tone and the inspiration yeah. to trip. Oh, there it is. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Perfect. We never really unpacked that before. Is how you guys kind of arrived at that tone and yeah. at the mood and at the character. Uh, did you watch the behind the scenes? I of uh, Drive. Yes. I did not. No. I posted that right after. Oh, okay. So you should go back. It's like seven minutes, but you can watch us make the movie. Oh, behind the scenes of trip. Yeah. Oh, I'll Did totally check that? it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's a drive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I will okay. totally check yeah. it out. No, thanks for the heads totally. up on that. Totally. Um, tend to our fire here. Yeah. So you can see us like, oh, we Smoke, have a smokeless pit brought to you by Colin Everett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a a couple of deleted scene shots. And there's one in there where the where the dealer is taking a piss, 
but the shot is on him from here, from up top, and he's just looking at the sky. Yeah. And he refers to this moment when he gets into the van. He says, uh, oh, man, I was getting emotional. Right. I was taking a piss. He does. And this I is that the, shot. I wondered about yeah. that. I want you to see this yeah, shot. Yeah, oh, gotcha. So why yeah. did you delete the scene? Um, it, it's too long. It was, it was just, it made the, the movie too long. Gotcha. Um, I didn't want Joe to take it out, but he did. Okay, gotcha. But I'd love, I'll go back and watch it. Cause totally. I remember thinking this time around, I, I listened to that, and he's like, I was, I was out there taking a fist, getting emotional. And it felt a little unattached, like I wasn't right. sure what that was about. I just kind of went with it. Yeah. But now I get it. So he's literally thinking about something while he's taking a fist with yes. the sky. Yeah. yeah. What's interesting is this cap. Plug in the smoke list. Oh, yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> Back to the smoke list. You'll never experience smoke in the Colin Everett smokeless pit. <laughs> so, what I love about Trip, though, I'll be honest with you, is, and what I love about, like, uh, Dostoyevsky, uh, Crime and Punishment, for example, or Notes from the Underground, is it's the exploration of the human condition and all of its wonder, its glory. It's absolute brutality. Yeah. The notes, um, crime and punishment is about this guy who's a little crazy, commits a brutal murder, and the whole bulk of the book is him dealing with himself after the murder until he finally comes to confession. And even as a murderer, a double murderer, he killed a, a, an old woman and then her daughter, uh, brutally killed her. He still finds redemption in the end. There's still something about him that is, is worth redeeming. Sure. There's still something good in him. And Dostoevsky is constantly teasing apart the human human condition. Right. Right? That people can be monsters and they can be good people. And even the person who's a monster has redeemable qualities. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And even someone who is redeemable can sometimes be a monster. Yeah. Right? Right. And, and you're just kind of watching, it's such an incredible book, you just kind of watch this unfold and and every character in there, you see Dostoevsky goes into such detail in these conversations that you're picking up layers and layers and layers of personality and, and dysfunction and love and hate and vengeance and fear. And you just like, whoa. And I love that about Tripp. Right. Because I'm thinking about that character a lot. And he commits this horrible mur murder. But then there's still this part of me that says, I wonder what's going on with that. Yeah. 25 years from now, will he be in prison or will he have a wife and a kid? <laughs> you know, will he have remorse eventually about this? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, like, uh, uh, we're too quick to, to pass judgment on, on who's evil, who's righteous, or who's good, who's bad. And yet, we acknowledge that was a very, very bad thing to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I love that the movie just kind of ends and kind of just passes out and says, Right. Yeah. And I intend on making another movie that is based, I keep saying, like, based in the same, you know, world as Trip, but, I mean, it's this one. It yeah. is based in the same world. Um, <clears throat> uh, David Fincher comes to mind because he explores human condition at its worst with um, with movies like Seven, you know, or uh, or Zodiac. Uh, he just did Mind, Mind Hunters on, no. on Netflix. Oh, that's him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, is it yeah. good? Mindhunters. Phenomenal. Talking about the the uh, kind of the understanding of this concept of serial killers. Yeah. That's that's the same guy that does. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Is it is it uh, 
historical fiction or is it truth? Is it uh, yes, okay. historical, historical fiction. They they go to the serial killer here in Salem, Oregon, who really existed, um, and I don't think is alive anymore. Here in Salem? Yes. Yeah, there was a serial killer, like Brutus or something. Like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love the guy who plays him. Yeah. He just plays him so, so well. Like, and, uh, uh, I think of refrigerators or something, right? Meat hangers. Or, Oh, was it him and his wife, or his girlfriend did it, or was it? Yeah, he was nasty. He was sadistic. He was, yeah. Yeah, and loved it. Right. Um, but it's about. I don't think the two FBI people in the film or in the series existed. I mm. think it's you know fiction in that sense. But I think they did. It is about them coming to the realization that serial killers was. Uh, was a real uh, thing. Was a real thing. Oh, yeah, right. And happening. That's something else. I'll have to check out that, that series. I'm loving this fire right now. Yeah. So good. So that was uh, Trip. Um, if you haven't seen the movie Trip, please watch Trip. Please watch the harmonica. And uh, the other thing I want to say today is <laughs> calling 1.4 million followers on TikTok, man. We just barely started talking about that at the beginning. Right. That's amazing, man. Yeah. How's that been for you? Do you feel pressure to produce every day, or are you still free-flowing with it? I'm sensing less and less pressure to go every day. Because um, it doesn't work like that. TikTok is becoming very interesting because it's really hard to plug anything. Like, it's... It's, I can't talk to my whole audience, the right. 1.4 million. Right. Uh, a TikTok follow is something very, uh, very different. Than a YouTube follow. Absolutely. Yeah, the insights you're getting here have been amazing for me because I've been, in the past, I've worked with people like to do uh, search engine optimization, trying to understand how to build platforms, yes. how you connect people, and you find them on social sites, and you bring them into your website to buy something. Yeah. Kind of all that whole process flow. Mm. And you were saying that from TikTok, you kind of seen some movement. Yes. Not nearly the volume, but some movement into YouTube, Instagram. Yeah. Right. Facebook maybe, but TikTok's kind of the entry point for people mm-hmm. to find you on other platforms. Yeah. But you're not going to host something like you would on YouTube, where you have like an event mm-hmm. for your followers that's live, mm-hmm. and you'd expect you know a certain percentage of your followers to maybe watch an hour-long event. Yeah. TikTok is just <laughs> scroll. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's that one thing. You, you're not going to like promote, hey, go to this thing right. or, or check out this thing. It, it has to be that one right. video that gets them. Right. Um, so that's, it's so interesting trying to uh, figure out how to do that. And actually, I was very surprised because if I hadn't made a TikTok about my horror film, right. and I think it's at like almost... Maybe I'm wrong, but 200,000 views, that TikTok, yeah. I don't think that my horror film would have gotten... Nearly the views. Nearly the views. It was a great way to get the word out, right? Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a good way to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so TikTok becomes a place... Now, what's interesting about TikTok is it has another upside. So the downside is you're not engaging with your audience in the same way, right? Yeah. But the upside is you can monetize on TikTok. Yes. You can monetize on YouTube. 
but you don't monetize on, on Facebook. And a lot of people don't realize this, that yeah. you don't get paid from Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. You can put a lot of content out there and people can watch it and then Facebook says thanks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> appreciate, <laughs> yeah. appreciate you bringing people viewing. Yeah. But then Facebook and, uh, and Instagram become another place where you can really pull them into YouTube. Yeah. Or to your website. Mm -hmm. Callinever.com. Yeah, dude. You can buy the smokeless pit there. No. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. yeah. No. But callinever.com and also you've got some, some merchandise. Yes. Right, going as well. At least the t shirt right right now is yeah. uh, you buy anything, right? Yes. It's yeah. an image, yeah. It's just an image. So I just want to say, uh, I'm just really curious. Um, who encouraged you to get on TikTok? Uh you did. Oh that was, that was <laughs> yeah. me? Yes. Oh yeah. How would you <laughs> Yeah. You and my buddy Josiah, Josiah were, right, yeah, yeah. were the two people who were like, uh, you should... Because you were avoiding it at first, right? Oh, I didn't like it. Didn't care about it. Yeah. I didn't have it, but Instagram, I would see TikToks right, all the time. totally. Yeah, people merge the platforms. And I had heard that TikTok had become musically. Musically was like, oh. that transformed into right. Um, and musically, it was right after Dub Smash. I was right. really into Dub Smash. <laughs> yeah, a ton yeah. of Dub Smashes. Yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> but I never realized that Dub Smash was like TikTok, like posting on the app. Right. I would just make it and right. post it somewhere right. else. I would never... You never use it on Dub Smash. Yeah. yeah you put them on, I think, Insta and Facebook and YouTube, yes. things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you had a ton of dub smashes. Those are funny, man. I had yeah, you were so you were known for your dub smashes. <laughs> I know. Okay, for those of you who haven't gone, you need to go to Colin's account. <laughs> go to Instagram. Is it Colin Everett or Colin your mom or what is it? Colin your mom. So it's Colin your mom and yours as you are, right? Yes. Colin your mom. Yeah. On Instagram and scroll through, he's got an entire discography there. Yeah. <laughs> Going back for years. <laughs> the dub smashes are amazing. That's so good. <laughs> That's good. So, what do you see happening next for you? Like, you're in a very interesting transitional space right now because you're at yeah. a place where you're monetizing a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not quite enough to make a full time living at it, but maybe eventually right. this would be yeah. cool, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would love to be at the point where I'm just making money for myself. Um, on YouTube, dude, I'm over halfway. I'm over halfway to monetization there, and I don't really know what that looks like. But by the point of monetization. Hopefully, I've almost doubled my audience on there. So I'm hoping within the next four to six months, I can start making money on YouTube. And I have a job right now that as long as COVID is around, I'll be working there. Right. And it's it's the best hourly the best. that I've made. Yeah. And it gives you time to still make videos, oh, yeah. right? You can do both. Yeah. You're bivocational. Let's say, or try exactly. okay, so right. Yeah. Dude, right. Yeah. So let's just plug this real quick. If you follow Colin on TikTok or Instagram, please go to the YouTube channel, find Colin Everett there, and hit like and hit follow on, on the videos. We love the bell. this. And hit the ring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, ring the bell. That's what everyone says, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> because monetization on YouTube would, would change the game. Oh, would yeah. Be a game changer, right? oh, yeah. And that's what you want to be ultimately. That Right now, I'm part time. Yeah, right. This yeah. would be full time. Right. And what I love is that, uh, you know, we can have a lot of concerns about Google privacy and about, you know, Google's power and things like elections. And then, but the upside of Google is they've actually created a platform 
where content creators can have a full-time job. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable how many people make their living doing YouTube. And I'm talking about doing these stupid things on YouTube, like right. getting their kids to dress up as Spider-Man and Captain America and having right. fights in the backyard, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, six million views a day yeah. <laughs> like, for that. Yeah. Like, the whole Saturday morning cartoon thing has changed. Right. Nobody watches, like, Bugs Bunny or The Road Runner. People get up in the morning and look on, on YouTube it's now, YouTube. kids, and they're watching families make videos yeah. in their backyard being super silly. And you're right. looking at the number of views, I'm going, what? Yeah. Yeah. But then I think in a way that's really cool. Right? It's a platform. Right. To, to make income up. Yeah. That's cool. So, so Colin, this whole time I've been asking you questions, but uh, what's on your heart? What's um, on your mind these days, man? This is, this is one of the best places I've been uh, personally, financially, spiritually, and in a while. And um, it just so happens to be that it's not creatively right now. Oh, um, interesting. My that was October for me. I was booming, but right now, any time that I'm in a period of work, and I know that it's a temporary period of work, so that's why I'm okay with it. Right. Uh, because I I don't like getting jobs. I don't like jobs. I don't like getting jobs that it's, not it's just going to go... It's not who you are, man. No. Getting up and doing the 8, eight to 3, 8 to 5, 9 to 5, right. whatever that is. That's, but... That's the anti-Colin. I can totally do a 6.45, yeah, totally. 7 o'clock film shoot Absolutely. and have the best attitude about it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, I, I want to get to the point where I'm doing this, but um, I don't like jobs. And... I don't remember exactly where I was going with that, but... Uh, well, I noticed about five, ten minutes ago, you got really pensive all of a sudden, very thoughtful. Sure. You kind of dipped into a thoughtful place. Yeah. And I wondered what it shifted in our conversation that made you, mm. that made you go there. We were free-flowing all of a sudden, I just saw you settle into some, some thoughts. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, whenever I'm in, like, a creative state for a month like that, making a movie, um, after I execute and post that, because that was, that was exhausting, making okay. that horror film. So was, let's stay with that for a second. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. I think this is really important. <laughs> yeah. Because, one, so harmonica, people might think, hey, it's four and a half minutes, you must have cranked that out, like, in five minutes. Right. And put it together, and you were done with it. The truth was, this was a work of heart. And it wasn't done overnight, and it was a process. Yeah. And even four and a half minutes of filming by yourself mm-hmm. here at the house. Yeah. It wasn't a stage per se. You weren't dealing with actors besides. You had to yeah. deal with yourself. Like yeah. Colin. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take again. Take yeah. two. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was a deal. It, it wasn't. I mean, it's something, right? It's not nothing. It's not right. easy necessarily. Yeah. It might be fun. It might be creative, but it's an expenditure. Right. Expenditure of the heart. Hours. Yeah, hours. 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 Reshoots. Right. Experimenting. Things that... Spending days on things that don't work. Right. Either they don't work in production at all, or they don't work in the edit, and I can't... I mean, it took hours and hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that's that's where I was going, was I, I don't think that um, I'm... 
going to be as creative. Right now, I'm having those seeds, those little like um, exper not not experiments, but I'm having those um, uh, thoughts of inspiration that I'm just waiting for the confirmation on what I should film. Like The Exorcist was for me with the horror film. Right now, it's a drama. I really want to tackle kind of a scary drama. Um, like something that's tense. Something that's tense. It's not a horror film, right. but it's it's a drama. And it stems from ideas that I've had in the past and may have even gotten down in screen uh, screenplay form. But I'm, I'm excited for... Uh, I'm excited for execution of those new ideas. So, yeah. I love that, Colin. I really yeah. want you to, too, man. But I think uh, there's something about, you said your creative space, and if I heard you right, uh, some someplace mid-October, you watched The Exorcist, and this, it was a culmination of three or four years of every Halloween exploring the genre, yeah. watching movies, and finally something hit. The harmonica it came to you. Yeah. So from mid-October to so maybe five six weeks, you worked on filming the harmonica. Yeah. You uh, actually no, I'm thinking of Thanksgiving. I'm really off. The whole when did you start filming the harmonica? Was it, it about two it week was, process total? Yes. So two weeks, but intense. Nineteenth to the thirty-first. Yes. There were thirty-first. Okay. So you're talking about eleven, twelve days in there, but it was an all-consuming in a sense. Like it's. It took a lot out of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You edited it, you finally got it out, and then something in you, as I said, you lost yeah. a little juice. Mm -hmm. Right? Definitely. And you want that juice back. Yeah. I want you to get the juice back. I know. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things you might do when you get the juice back, you're thinking about, is filming a drama. Mm -hmm. Filming something that's uh, not a horror film, but an intense drama. Yeah. Maybe uh, something like um, Nightcrawler-esque. Yes. But the nice, intense drama. Thank exactly. you for that recommendation, by Exactly. The way. But I think still the same theme as far as dealing with something you shouldn't be dealing with. Mm. Now, I asked you a question a while back, just kind of wondering, uh, when do you think you'll be ready to do a full feature film? Like an hour and a half, two-hour film. Would you ever like to do that and to put on a full-on production that gets on you know, YouTube and Netflix and yeah. Prime Video? Um, yeah, give me all the sides. So you still think about that, or is that just too far off? Definitely, I, I think that um, I would put. I would put. I love that I'm making money right now. Right. Because, and I love that it's a job that I can show up and um, enjoy the job. It's a job that I'm chasing, as to a, as as opposed to a job that's chasing me. Right. Uh, because that's all I've had up to now. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm working, and that will be my money. Right. TikTok and YouTube will be that money. Right. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm going to make uh, the. F I'm going to make. As soon as I have funding, that's like it. Gotcha. Work as on soon some as funding. I have funding. Because I'm not going to utilize people and not pay them. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. Um, you, want, you want to be a part of the process. You want to do it right. Absolutely. Yeah. My eyes are tearing up from this smokeless grill. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke <laughs> yeah. Smokeless pit. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's awesome. And um, 
What about uh, the Salem show? So you guys launched, I think, four episodes, was it, of the Salem show, or did I... Um, no, we're segments. only working on the second episode of the Salem show right now. Second season or second episode? You, second... T- <laughs> you have to tell me how to think uh, about this, because you had, like, yeah. really funny stuff. You had, like, a, a, a comedy thing, like, yeah. like almost like a, like a, a late-night show. Right. But then you had a couple of little skits in there, like you had uh, yeah. Sippy Cow. Right. Yeah. So you had, like, different segments. So do you mean... So... Was that all one episode? Um, the talk show is the Salem show. Right. We just call that the Salem okay, show. Okay, that's the Salem show. That's that's just an episode of the Salem show and the third episode of Pipe Reel. Oh, Pipe you Reel, know? okay. Yeah. So Pipe Reel Studios season one. is season one. Salem show, episode yeah. two. Yes, oh, okay. coming up, yeah. You know, honestly, I think I would love to see that develop and just get on the... Yeah. I don't know what it takes to put out like a nightly five-minute show. That's a lot right. of work, right? Right, right. It would be awesome to have like just a regular, even every week. Something that's just right from downtown Salem. You know, just put it out on CCTV on YouTube. Yeah. Create space for it. I mean, it it it's belongs amazing. here. It does. Yeah. Uh, what's it like uh, working with with your two friends? Uh, dude, it's been it's been great. Um, <laughs> you know, we had some like tug of war in the beginning, but I think we've come to a really good understanding of how we're working and what what we want. Um, even if uh, you seem to really enjoy making movies together, making yeah. not movies but making shows and fun skits yeah. together, like, you guys yeah. really seem to have a lot of fun. Right, making jokes together on screen, figuring out how can we make this joke. Right, right, um, and sometimes it's very obscure. Sometimes it's very dry. Right. Um, other times it's flat out fall on concrete. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, Panini Brothers one. How did <laughs> no, you do that? Dude, yeah. You fell literally. Did that hurt? Yes. That's good. That was yes. a real fall, right? For weeks. Was, that was um, a real fall. I think I have a hernia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't believe that fall you took. Yeah. Was that all the sound of the falling, or did you add sound? No, that was uh, curf love. That was <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Colin's video. When the Canini brothers, Canane, the Canane brothers, yeah. uh, liked him once, and then they stopped following him, and they liked him again. He has a really yeah. great sketch on sketch on that one yeah. on TikTok on YouTube. Yeah. By the way, in the TikTok one, did you take away the silhouette of the Canane brothers? Because I feel like on YouTube I saw one like there's a silhouette that you're you're jumping into, and then it disappears or gone. Right? Yeah. Now on TikTok, is that not there, or is it there and I missed? That's um. The whole video, the yeah. whole can- yeah, that's on TikTok. Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. That was such a great. Clip. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the Canadian brothers are working with Kevin James. Yeah, Kevin right James. Now. Right, yeah. They do videos for him. Yeah. And um, you know, Kevin James gets the praise. Right. I praise the Canadian brothers. The Canadian brothers, right? Yeah. They're doing. They're doing. Uh, they're yeah. writing his stuff, right? Yeah. And he's he's killing it. Yeah, dude. And that's how it has to be. Sometimes that's good. Right. So you've got uh, the other thing we want to we want to uh, prop today is uh, if you haven't subscribed to Pipe Real Studios, right? Pipe Real yes. Studios, calling your mom on YouTube, find them on TikTok, Instagram. I mean, Salem Roundtable, of course. Salem Roundtable. A lot of projects going on. Which you know, this is Salem Roundtable. Salem Roundtable. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah. I want to get back in studio. Um, either that or reconfigure Salem Roundtable to be. 
um, uh, something that goes past friends that hits uh, right. notice of strangers. We need to do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. COVID threw a wrench into everything. As far as timing wise and our ability to get to the studio and yeah. figuring out the slots we have to invite people. I mean, we yeah. need to get where we get like lo- more local leaders because right now we're doing a lot of friendship stuff, a lot of people we know. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's it been? Uh, eight, eight months eight without months. the studio? I know. Yeah. That was and, good. And predicted another six to eight. Another six to eight, yeah. Yeah. So I think what we talked about is doing stuff like this on Saturday morning. Right. So you're trying to get uh, local leaders in and just do Zoom calls or something like that and just get more stuff flowing. Absolutely. Boom. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, and any last thoughts today as we, we close out this, this interview? Um, How about this? Anything that you want your followers on TikTok to know? I'm just excited for 2021 creative-wise. Um, mm. I'm, I'm excited to figure out how to create content and work and and kind of provide a um, you know I'm, I'm hoping to have uh, at 10 grand within the next uh, to my name within the next couple of months and that is that's, that's a seed sp- money right oh totally and not really a spot I've ever been before right. and to be there at 25 is it's really nice I, I'm I'm excited I've that first day that you and I fasted together, which was yep. like two Fridays yep. ago. Yep. Um, every day that I've worked since, I've done that. Oh, I fasted. Like all day long. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. From eleven at night yep. to four p.m. Usually right. I get home. Four p.m. go up to good time. Right. Then you have dinner. Exactly. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So Ooh. I'm excited. I'm averaging ten to fourteen thousand steps a day at work. So I'm I'm. Um, I'm excited. I'm not going to be like every day on TikTok. I think that quality over quantity is what I need yeah, to be. Better. And you want it to be real. Yes. You don't want to just, people can feel it if it's pushed, if it's forced, oh, right? Yeah. You want it to be pure content. Oh, yeah. Who you are, the funny, the silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thanks for the time, bro. Yeah, dude. Awesome to be in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, Colin Everett on all platforms yeah. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Yeah, man. Anywhere else? Uh, Facebook. Not really. Uh, Facebook, Facebook, Pipe Reel. Pipe Reel on Facebook. And Pipe Reel Studios. Yeah. Salem Roundtable. Salem, Salem Show. All the above. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Of course. <laughs> <laughs>